Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we are concluding our adventure with Babes in the Woods. I'll put another reminder in our mid-roll, but I want everyone to know that we are taking the week of American Thanksgiving off. That is part of my commitment to give myself holidays every now and then. And of course, that goes for One Shot and Campaign Skyjacks. All of the other shows on the network can do, you know, as they like. That's it for the big news at the top of the show. I hope everyone enjoys this week's episode, and I'll see you in the mid-roll. Freya immediately pulls off fins and, like, just throws both of them. This is a cause mischief. I would like Drew to roll cause mischief. And, Darlin, I would like you to team up with Drew, Uh uh, where you are going to assist another player in an attempted move. Describe how you help them. You have one to two friendship because you just gained a friendship, right? We have three friendships. Oh, at you have three friendships? Yeah. Um, so your roll has advantage, which means you will roll another die, Drew, and take the uh, biggest two. All right. That's going to be four. That's seven. Oh, what is mischief? Is um, What is mischief? Is uh, it? Uh, cause mischief is steam. Steam. That's plus one. So it's an eight. All right. So what did you want me to do? That, that, that you don't have to roll. You just okay. have to describe how you are helping in what Drew did, which is throw his fish head at these troublesome bottom feeders. Yeah. Freya is quickly discarding the costume pieces as well and like just kind of like ready to, to yeet them at the first idiot that gets in her path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what it is is a bunch of these bottom feeding fish like run up on you and then just like elements of your sad costumes keep striking them in the face. Cause mischief on a seven to nine, though, is you can choose one. Something goes awry. You manage to affect your target, but an unintended side effect puts one or more of the kids in peril. Describe what goes wrong, and the narrator will describe a new danger. So in this circumstance, like, the plan is, I guess, to throw sad fish costumes at these troublesome bottom feeders until they are deterred. Mm -hmm. And that's working a little bit, but something is going to go awry that will cause uh, perhaps a different uh, situation to escalate. Oh, I know exactly what happens. Uh, we start throwing these our fish costumes at these these uh, these bottom feeders, and um, as we're throwing these things, uh, one of them gets hit and begins to like cry, um, and their parents show up. Ooh, okay. Or or is it a boss? Or or this big. Or this big fish boss, Baluga. Kind of what I would like to do, actually. Oh, I was looking at the spooky track. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the shot. Because we, we've actually done quite a few rolls that we have not uh, kept very good track of. Um, so there were at least those three. I think I would like to reveal something of the fiend's presence in mm. this moment. Excellent. I, I would like there to be, because we know that there is a fiend because our, our two children have encountered the fiend, but no one has said anything about the fiend yet. Um, what I think happens is these costume pieces start whirling about and like, the bully kids are like trying to get in and like strike back, but they keep getting hit with sad fish costumes. Uh, and you know, every time they like run at you to like try and punch or whatever, like they get hit in the eyes of the fish costume and they flop off harmlessly to the side until the shadows darken over one of them. And it feels like in the sky, uh, the candle and the pumpkin dims till there are just like the fewest shadowy gasps of light like the orange that dusky orange has started to be overtaken by the milky white sheen of the nighttime sky pumpkin how does one of these fish just get very very scary looking 
I think all of the costume pieces attach and look real. Okay, yeah, yeah. The goldfish head, like, falls on, like, the shoulder of, of this one kid, and as the, the lights darken, it moves its mouth and gains, like, piranha-style teeth. And now it is a shambling thing, and someone from the crowd will shout, Oh no, the fiend! The fiend is upon us! I think people scatter, like, everyone begins to run. Uh, all the fish begin to, like, jump off into the water. Um, there's frothing and everything, but uh, I feel like, oh, they jumped to try to jump into the water, but the water has frozen over. And so they're landing on- Oh yeah, the water was getting colder, ooh. So now it's ice and they can't escape. And we can see Bjorn and Freya facing off against this amalgamation. Uh, we see the thing reach down and pick up one of the, uh, the fish people. And it looks like it's going to eat them, but it doesn't. It just attaches them. Uh, oh, itself. that's worse. That's so much worse. Uh, and it becomes bigger as it grabs more fish people and makes itself bigger and a more amalgamation of sea creatures. I would love to see what's going on over with Oswald and, and Muster. I mean, I think as soon as the fish starts screaming about the fiend... Unless you think we would move sooner, because I think... I don't think we would move sooner. I almost don't know how much of this we got to see. Oh, um, yeah. No, I know, because we're on the other side of the docks, I think. Yeah, we're off... So just tell me, the, what is the gift that you're giving to, to beluga fish in this moment before all this breaks loose? Okay. We have limited resources. We do. We are trying to... What do you, what do you get for the creature that has everything? I mean, a fish. They want for nothing. They get to swim a lot. That's good exercise. They uh, they can go to the bathroom wherever they want. You know, the gift that I can think of, Oswald, that could be shared amongst everyone in this community who celebrates this day mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm would not require us to use any of the resources that we have sure. in such a way that we would lose them permanently, Right. would be for us to uh, sing some sort of song. A song. Now that's great. I've got a beautiful voice. I know, I can tell. You've got a beautiful voice. Well, I'll manage. Is it just happy birthday? It's got to be happy birthday, it's right? Got to like, be happy birthday. But we have to make like a big. It's a big ceremonial yep, happy yep, birthday. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I think I think birthday. we've we've hashed this out and we're preparing to do it. At which point, the chaos. It, like, people are starting to try to jump back into the. I mean, the water. I feel like right. We're going we're to lose it, and we're never going to hear you guys sing happy birthday. Um, if, but if, if all forward. of the kids are over by the pinata to do the pinata well, time, Allie, what what happened is we prepared for a big showy happy birthday, mm -hmm. not knowing anything that's happening out of our sight right now, and we just start doing it as this chaos is unleashed. Oh my gosh. That's gotta be what we're doing. Okay, so we have, we have, uh, I think, ascended to the top to the roof of one of these boats. One mm -hmm. of these, what did we call them? Houseboats. Watercrafts. Yeah, watercrafts. Mm, yes, and I think we are positioned atop it majestically as the sky changes uh, into evening. Mm -hmm. And I would even, I would even suggest that Oswald is standing on top of muster okay yes and we've probably i think we've focused like the lantern lights in the area mm -hmm. up there so like we we hit a switch and then yes all, all of that attention can be drawn to us mm -hmm. in that moment and i think we gotta sing happy birthday although legally are we allowed to sing happy i thought birthday? happy birthday I think is that fell into public domain very recently is that i thought it's always been double, double check. public domain double check. no is... that's why they don't they never complete the song on tv yeah it oh. was it was private for a really long time i didn't know that but i think i remember hearing it finally fell into public domain like a few years ago 
like We Shall Overcome, the song is now in public domain and can be used in films and performances royalty free. Great. But what if we, th- is this, this may not even be necessary. What if we sing the words wrong? Like, what if it's birthday happy you too? <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, the, the, the lights sort of strike mm-hmm. and you can see the dramatic sort of outline of these two standing on top of one of the house Still boats. dressed as fish. Still dressed as fish. And I will give you a note. That's that, that will not help me. That will not help me. I don't it know if it will help It doesn't need to Allie. help us. It doesn't need to. Birthday <laughs> happy you, you too. Cha cha cha. Birthday happy you, you too. Birthday happy you to all those you, fishes everyone, out there. Everybody. Birthday happy you, you too. Cha-cha-cha. It's the feed. Did it work? Well, I think I think what is happening, the feed, this has to be me mid fiend attack. Oh, like this amalgam creature is swirling up and then all these lights go on and these two are just singing a very like going ham on a soulful ham. happy birthday. The happy, pomp, the circumstance. Happy birthday, you too. Birthday happy you too. Um and uh, so I think like the 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 shadow creature is sort of stunned. Like absolutely doesn't uh know what to do in the circumstance. Uh, that's right, that's right, uh, Oswald here. Uh, I am a possum, but I am also a, a puffer fish. Uh, 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 we're passing through your community. Uh, uh, and I hear that there's a very special someone out there in the audience. And that's the entire audience. It's all your birthdays. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, everyone. I think that's interrupted by an absolutely massive... <laughs> And happy birthday to you, too. Happy birthday. We didn't forget you. Uh, let's do some crowd work really quick. Uh, you there, sir, where the tall one. Where are you from? <laughs> Is it this fish village? Are you, are you from here? What's wrong with you? <laughs> this is like one of the faces trapped in there. I'll tell you what's wrong with me. It's that occasionally this lake it looks like freezes over, so there are a lot of people flopping on the surface help, of an icy help, lake. Please help, help. Oswald, I do have to say that uh, it's been a long time since I attended a party, and this is confusing to me. Oh, tell my story. <laughs> is this a... Uh... Well, uh, we don't, we're not from here. We don't know the customs of here. We are just, uh, I think, too... Uh, well-wishing travelers passing through who maybe would love a hot dog and we can work out that part later. Please save my children. Oh, save your children. Uh, Drinks at the bar, you can. It is happy hour now. So, again, I wouldn't recommend adult beverages for children, but perhaps a Shirley Temple. This Uh, is an emergency. A Roy Rogers. I've never had an emergency before, but it sounds delicious. (laughs) Do tip your waiters and waitresses. Uh, How is the danger (laughs) escalating, or how does this provide an opportunity for Freya and Bjorn to act against this shadow creature? Oh, boy. I think, ooh, is one of the weaknesses the shadow creature the light that you created? It easily could be. We have established anything. Uh, I think Freya sees that when the spotlights go, um, the shadow monster kind of puts a hand question mark, hand a big thin. smush limb up to kind of block itself. Oh, yeah, when we were doing crowd work with it, we clearly had to move one of we, the spots over yeah. onto While Oswald is talking on top of the, the wooden saddle painted onto Muster's back, Muster reaches down and moves the spotlights around with, with her nose so that they're pointing at the monster. And we two are clearly clueless, but this should 
you're clever folk. Uh, this should give you an idea. What what do you do? Oh, Freya runs across the field and starts yelling, point it that way. Point it at me. Point it. Oh, hi, Freya. Oh, oh that's right. Uh, we've got our friend Special Freya. Guests, Freya. Special guests, Freya. Special guests, Freya. Moves like the spotlight onto you. What do you got for us, Freya? Up. Up. Okay, we're pointing it up, and I guess Freya would like to show the moon to everyone, which we can Too already... far! Oh, okay. Down a little, down, down a little. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in between, in between. Oh, oh, what is this? It looks like uh, some kind of a guy who's got another kind of a guy? Is it charades? In him? If it's charades, I don't know how he's doing how this. How many syllables is it? Uh, the the light strikes this the the shadow monster and you hear another like blood curdling. <laughs> uh, just absolute. I don't know, mayhem. Oswald. Was that one syllable or seven? I it's I how many vowels were in it? Every it vowel. It seemed like it was all consonants. All of them. All, all you see at the at the foot of it, all you see is Bjorn with like a coral bat, like wham, 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 but it's not doing anything. Um, as he's continuing to try to like hit it, um, that's what that little tableau is there. I think you need more light. How are you getting more light? Uh, Freya has continued to scramble closer and seeing that there are still lamps turned towards the stage begins to turn more of them towards the fiend. Okay. Make brave. a brave and heroic, yeah. Brave and heroic, I'd say. Come on. I'd call that interference, actually, because it was it was tilted. So reroll right. the two. These dice have turned on me. Okay, hey. that's better. Oh, there we go. So that's that's a nine. So that's a nine. Uh, plus plus. Brave and heroic is a steam, yeah. Which is minus one. Thanks. So, so that's an eight. It's fine. It's still an eight. So on a seven to nine, you can either rescue one person from immediate danger or claim an item. Can I can I offer something? Mm. You get a big hook in line to hook the moon and bring it closer, because that's light. Yeah, I get a big more... fishing pole mm. and like cast it out to the moon and draw that moon closer. Sure. Oh, lasso, bring it down. She's... For you. <laughs> I oh, think. Oh boy, I'm gonna marry <laughs> lasso the moon for you, man. You, 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 you want the moon, George Mary? Lasso? You, you want me to go to Washington, Mary? Because I'll go to Washington. And I'll inspire people. Oh gosh, by... I got a bit of vertigo here. Hold on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Hey, what I... are our neighbors doing over there? <laughs> what is that, a Philadelphia story? <laughs> what do Harvey, I didn't know you were at this party. <laughs> it's a harpoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think all these fish people, for the most part, fish with nets, but in case there are larger, you know, Animals afoot that could be a threat to them. At the end of every pier, there is a harpoon. I was going to say, if it's not like stationed there, mm-hmm. maybe the posts that are holding up the happy birthday sign are harpoons. <laughs> are actually harpoons. <laughs> there, I like that. Perfect. So, yeah, that's strung across like two massive harpoon guns. Freya sees it and says, I don't know how to use it, but I'm going to find out. Uh, and, and runs down the dock, uh, aims it at the moon fires and waits what feels like an impossible amount of time. Yeah, so here we get to, because this was a seven to nine and just a partial success, you do have to choose one. You either take a harm, your your actions introduce someone's fear, uh, you lose uh, one use of an item, or you get caught in danger yourself. Hmm. Um, uh, if you don't know, I can definitely introduce someone's fear to the situation. Oh, I mean, you do know everybody's fear, so sure. And that's, audience, true for the game, but also true outside the game. That's just one of my talents is I sort of innately <laughs> understand you were everyone's with it as deepest a child fears. And yeah. That's part of being a GM. Um, a, a bad fairy came and, and cursed you to know everyone's fear 
the moment you look into their eyes. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of how I have to live my life. But <laughs> in this situation, I see there's a lot of calamity happening. People are trying to jump into the water. And one of those was Justin McElroy. And as he tried to jump in the water, he knocked over his barbecue onto, I think, like some immaculately carved and painted and put together wooden furniture that in turn fell down like dominoes and... A, a stool rolled onto the houseboat that we happened to be atop, setting it ablaze. Which gives more light, but also... But also... Oh, uh, Oswald? Uh, uh, yes, muster! Hate to interrupt your, uh, flow. Uh, Oswald has like uh, something. Uh, uh, what it's can like we a cattail. Yeah, it's cattail like that he's treating like, like a, a cigar. cigar. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and he's pulling on his pufferfish costume mm-hmm. like it's a bow tie. Uh, what do you got for me? I know we said this party was hot, but I didn't think it was going to get this hot. Oh, <laughs> I see it appears that we are on fire. Well, hopefully no one has a deep-seated fear of this. So I know we just met and everything, but uh, mm-hmm. I do, in fact, not like fire at all. Okay, like a normal amount? No, like a traumatic amount. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what we should do. But the water appears to have frozen over, so I, we can't exactly jump into the water. Oswald, I really hope you do have a good idea, because I'm about to panic. I want to check out the fiend moves really quick. Okay, yeah. I want you to roll minus fear, which I don't think... Uh, I haven't marked any yet. Yeah. I think you should mark off fear now, because we are surrounded by fire. Okay, so I just fill one of these in? Yeah. Roll minus one. Okay. And I'm rolling two of these. 2d6. Minus one. Eight minus one is seven. Seven. Perfect. Okay. So I would like to know very much what do Muster's eyes look like? In a general sense? Yeah. In a general sense. Um, Muster has these beautiful hand-painted eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were clearly done with great care and artistry with like a very small brush. Mm-hmm. So there's a very realistic sort of sheen to them as they catch light from different angles. This rich, deep, dark brown with like the little bit of white to indicate the reflection of what of of light. Um, and there's a even like the faintest hint of like delicate lashes at the corner of it. Um, and uh, they're they're very like attentive, sweet, big, round, dark, shiny brown eyes. I think we zoom in on those eyes and you know we say a lot has faded about muster a lot might be flaking or splitting but here the eyes especially that that were painted with so much love and care were sealed so well uh that they still remain shiny and in the reflection of the dancing flames and the reflection of these eyes we can see you know, the vague face of a jack-o'-lantern kind of emerging from the flames, and a voice speaks in a way that is only to muster. The one you belong on the front. I can help you find it. Um, I think everything sort of gets muffled in the background as this voice whispers. And Muster goes very still. Don't you feel so cold here? Wouldn't you rather feel the heat of battle? For a while, the voices around you, they sound sort of like peanuts adults. Like they just become Mm -hmm. less and less distinct, less and less like talking. And suddenly you can hear the whistling of missiles flying through the air. And I, I do I don't mean missiles in the sense of like rockets, but just like any sort of airborne weapon whistling through the air. The flames that, that you would see uh, with an explosion or with a discharge of any sort of firearm, those indistinct voices turn into the shouts of soldiers who are 
issuing orders or following them, the rocking of the boat turns to the thunderous rumble of artillery discharging and dirt being displaced. I think Muster... It, so, the way this, this fiend move works, is how does, like, is this something that I can do a move against, or so is this me this is, slipping into the spell? The fiend right now is going to offer you something that you want, mm-hmm. um, but it will be in exchange for something, mm-hmm. and it is up to you whether or not you would like to take that offer. Muster, I think, is standing very still and almost, almost at attention. And then there's a slackness that runs down her neck and into her shoulders, and her ears kind of flop sideways out of the out of the stillness. And she says, half to herself and half in response to this whisper, "I'm going to the front, but someone here needs me now." I know the sergeant will be there. We shall see. And then the flames draw in closer. So yeah, you are surrounded by fire and freaking out. And Oswald, well, he's definitely probably handling it better than you because he doesn't have a specific fear of fire. Possums aren't known jumpers. Um, there's, there's not, Oswald has very little, little hope of getting out of this situation on his own. Meanwhile, we turn over to Freya, who is currently reeling in this, this spear. Yeah, I think Freya shot the harpoon and just kind of like squeezed her eyes shut and just hoped so much that this could actually work. And suddenly she feels the, I guess there's like handles on on the harpoon and she feels it go taut. It kind of jerks suddenly and she opens her eyes and she looks at the line and it's taut and it's pointing directly at the pumpkin moon. Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. We're going to get things started off with a radvertisement. This one comes to us from One Night Strahd, a streamlined and infinitely replayable and substantially queerer remixed retelling of the D&D module Curse of Strahd by Jacob Kurzer, Adam Seats, with all new art by Evangeline Gallagher. What started as a way for two friends to boil down a massive story to throw a huge Halloween one-shot together has grown into more than two years of careful work. It was important to them to take a story that they once loved and make it better represent their own identities, the identities of their families and friends that they saw reflected in the original work. They also added so many flowcharts and entries on game theory so that there's something for everyone to take away. One Night Strahd can be run with one to two DMs and three to ten players. You can check out hedra.group slash ONS. That's hedra spelled H-E-D-R-A dot group slash ONS for more information for both players and DMs, a way to subscribe for updates on live performances, and of course a link to buy the module itself. A huge thank you to the Hedra team and One Night Strahd for sponsoring our show this week. Heroes, I know Halloween is over, but if you're like me, the spirit of the spoopy season never leaves you. It sounds to me like One Night Strahd is a great way to carry that spirit with you into the rest of the holiday season. Before we get back to our show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. This week we've got name corrections and name updates. First off, Sarah Likens, thank you so much. Cassie O'Donnell, thank you very much. And Kevin Vaca, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Without you, we would not be able to produce shows like this. Before we get back to the show, I want to remind everyone that we are taking this coming week off for American Thanksgiving. I wish a happy holiday to you and yours, and we will see you the week after that with a new series here on OneShot. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now then, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. So she she begins using, I, I don't know, is it a... Like a crank. Like, a, like just a regular physical yeah. crank? or is, I, I think, it's think it's like it's a fishing rod style crank. Okay. She just starts cranking and she cranks as fast as she can. Why? W- what do you got going there? I I lassoed the moon. You, you lassoed the moon? Well, I harpooned the moon. Harpooned the moon. Well, that sounds better, actually. <laughs> why, why wouldn't I just say, I'll harpoon the moon? There's there's alliteration or, or something in that. It's a, what's what uh, what do you call it? what it's alliteration at the end of the word? Is that rhyming? Yeah, look, fella, I'm eight. Uh, I don't you know want what help? Want. You want help? <laughs> yeah, please. Can you help. help me crank the? Yeah, if you could help, that would be great. <laughs> so he's like a wall-eyed pike. Yeah. He's like- <laughs> This pike gets on the other end of, of the crank and starts reeling it in. Bjorn, mm. you're in an interesting position here. You've got your sister who's harpooned the moon and is reeling in the moon. And you've got your two other friends who are kind of huddled together in the top of a houseboat that is currently on fire. What do you want to do? Oof. I feel like Bjorn, as I feel like he's... He's using this coral bat like on the fish monster and then it snaps and it breaks. And so he can't do that anymore. And he looks up and he sees Freya and this big wall-eyed pike with a bow tie lassoing, bringing down something higher up. Uh, He looks up and he sees that the moon is like slowly coming closer to them, which is terrifying. But I think he's going to go and he's going to try to help his, he's going to help Oswald and Muster. And I think what he's going to do is he's, I think he's going to face his fear. Of deep water. Of deep water. Oh, because the fire clearly burned the mooring on the boat and it has drifted it's out. It's began to drift out past where the ice is. So he's going to have to get over to them and he's going to do his fear of, of deep water. All right, do a pure roll, but it does have disadvantage. So you're rolling three dice and you're taking the lowest two results. And this is just a roll? This is just a roll. Wow, pretty good. Uh Nine. I, I'm so that would be the lowest two, which yeah. is still eight. Oh. Uh, so that's still pretty good. <laughs> so let's see. You can choose one. You can succeed doing this as though you rolled a ten or more, or you can reduce your fear by one and fail. Roll as if you got a six or less. What's the ten on it? Well, so this is would be of an equivalent move. Um, so this might, in in my mind, be a, a brave and heroic decision. Okay. I think he's going to make a wish. Ooh, okay. And when you make a wish. You can change your result to the result that you want. The result that mm-hmm. I want. Which, which on this, a 10 plus would be reduce your fear by one and succeed on it. A move as though you rolled a 10 plus. Yeah, that's what I would like to do. All right. I think he wishes... On the approaching pumpkin moon. I wish on the approaching pumpkin moon. I think he wishes that the, I think he wishes that the water wasn't as deep as, as he thinks it is. And it's one of those, he jumps down on the ice and immediately like slides across the ice past all the fish. He like pushes off on some fish people trying to like move himself across it as the boat is beginning to kind of turn itself out into the into the harbor into the bay he gets to the end of the ice and it's nothing but black water underneath him and he wishes really hard that maybe maybe it's not as deep as i think it is and he plunges himself into it and he gets into it and it is only about a foot deep the black is just bottom is just black stone Mm. and so it looks deep but it's not 
So he like goes under. He's like it's just a foot deep. So he like stands up. It's like to his to the middle of his of his like calves, and he walks across and gets to the boat. And I think when he when he gets to the boat, the boat is not as big as he thought it was either. Like it looked like it was really big out in the harbor, and you guys were standing on it, and it looked big. But when he gets to it, for some reason, it's much smaller, uh, yeah. and he's able to just tip it over and put out the fire. Uh, and I think then at this point, the moon is close enough that the whole of this hollow is washed over with that bright silvery light and like the barest flicker of the flame uh, in the candle that is like almost burnt out, but not quite, um, lights up this area and you can see, like, turning to this creature that I think was approaching your group on the dock, reeling it in, like, oh boy, it's really getting close. You can see that this isn't a horrible amalgamation of people. This is a bunch of people who are huddled, scared together, and a harmless, sad goldfish costume, like, on one of them. It just looked a lot more frightening when you couldn't see it. And yeah, I think the the calamity is over, which means that we have solved the problem in this area, which the last thing that we have to do, we each should make a move that is pursue hope when you successfully resolve one of the folks' problems or make a significant realization about yourself. You voice it to the others and gain plus one hope. So I want to understand... So the moon got super close, washed the area with light. And does that mean whatever was lumbering has just kind of dissipated? And so all of this stuff falls to the ground so, and the people. And the- yeah. So like this lumbering creature that was reaching towards you when the light is closer, you can see that it's not actually a lumbering creature. It's a bunch of people or fish people who are huddled together and scared and they have the sad fish head. Gotcha. So it chases the shadows away. Excellent. Indeed. So we're going to pursue hope. Well, so I think we're, we're, we're playing out like the trouble being over. But like what we should be thinking of is doing the move, pursue hope, voicing it to each other as, as we wrap up this stuff. I think that currently paddling sort of back towards the dock area is Bjorn and Oswald using uh, using Muster as a flotation device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, good, quick thinking back there, kid. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, it was terrifying, but it was not as bad as I thought. It was a relatively small boat you guys were on. I guess it seemed a lot bigger at the time. And when it was on fire. And when it was on fire. But you really... Uh... You really showed your colors there, Bjorn. Thank you. You're welcome, Muster. Oswald, happy to help. I didn't think you had it in you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We bump. Uh, Yeah, I feel like uh, (laughs) Muster's head, like, nose hits the dock with a thunk. Oh, I think we're there. Uh, We see Bjorn lift Oswald up onto the dock. And he climbs up the rung and reaches out and picks up Muster and puts them on the dock as well. Mm-hmm. As as he, like, wet and cold, he brings himself up onto the dock. We see him sit there, and he, he's got that, that sweatshirt that he was wearing since the uh, the department store. And he takes that off. It's now wet and useless, and he kind of throws it to the side. He doesn't have his coat, his, like... Tolstoy costume coat anymore. It's just like a button-up shirt and with his sleeves kind of rolled up. And he just kind of sits there for a little bit, but breathes in, dusts himself off, and goes, okay, keep going. I think there is a celebration because this is a town that loves to celebrate. It's That's a party hollow. their big thing. This is a party hollow. And currently they are celebrating the outsider who came in and helped everyone by harpooning the moon. Happy yeah. Harpoon Moon Night! Yay! I think the moon is still kind of ominously close, mm-hmm. um, but they're setting up kind of a a pyre. I think they were going to try to reach to dislodge the harpoon, but gave up on it. So at this point, uh, they give Freya a, a big 
fuck off sword and she cuts the line and they all just kind of watch the moon float back up in the sky. Floating lantern like sort of drift away. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think Oswald is going to turn to the big fish that they were talking to earlier. Big Russian fish. Uh, So what's the deal? You you guys just sometimes amalgamate into a horrible amalgam creature and uh, that's a thing you do around here? No, that is nothing we do. Okay, okay, then... uh, Is it like a birds of a feather flock together but fish of a fin? It is the fiend. The shadows. Uh, (laughs) What are you talking about, guy? This place... These hollows, these woods, they are dangerous, my friends. Deep and dangerous, a thing stalks them. A fiend, a shadow, it speaks to you. It follows you. It preys on your fears. As it preyed on our fears here, something big, something scary, come to eat us. It is what it is. <laughs> it comes and it goes. Yikes! Yikes! Indeed. Well, uh, but be careful while you're out there. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Oh. Oh. Uh, what about mm. the hot dogs? Yeah. What about the hot dogs? Uh, where are we at vis-a-vis hot dog privileges and friendship? The hot dogs. There are many hot dogs here, but not like you know. They are deep and dangerous. Would you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. You may have hot dog. There are plenty hot dog for you. Please have some. Have some. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we, we see Oswald like slide up to uh, the, this this big display of hot dogs, and we can see them reflected in his beady eyes. He's like having to turn his head this way and that so he can take them all in and decide which one is perfect. And he reaches out and grabs this one that that has been piled high. Again, he can smell the the wafting scent of Old Bay coming from it as it's flavored whatever uh, seafood meats are are making up the dog portion of it. Of course, you've got the pickled seaweed and the, the, the chopped up taro on there. It is a beautiful thing. And he opens up his mouth and takes a bite. His little little possum teeth sink into it. And he chews it and closes his mouth and swallows the portion that he has. <sighs> it's not a fucking hot dog. It doesn't taste like a hot dog at all. It doesn't? No, it tastes... I mean, it's good. It tastes like... Crab and clam and stuff. Does it have to taste like a hot dog to be the perfect hot dog? Well, I think it has to be a hot dog to be the perfect hot dog, which uh, this is not. There is by definition. Definition. It just. This is not a hot dog. This is a hot dog shaped thing that we're treating like a hot dog. It is not a hot dog. I do like it. I'm happy to have it. I'm grateful for it. But it's not going to make me not a possum. I'm so sorry, Oswald. I was going to give you mine. That's very generous of you. Well, I can't eat it. You can't eat? No. That's so very sad. Is it? Well, you know, one thing that this experience I I, I think might have taught me here is that... Actually, I don't think that's a good lesson. Hang on. Hang on. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. What did I do here? I came in. I thought I needed to disguise myself Mm -hmm. to be here, but I then met someone and talked to them, and it turns out that there was just a social custom that I had to follow, and Mm -hmm. there was no deception necessary at all. How would that relate to you not being able to eat? It's all right if it doesn't, Oswald. No, I feel like I feel like this should be an important lesson. This should undermine my sort of deeper flaws that I am attached to. 
uh, in order for me to, to, to truly learn something and go on a journey here. So, and Oswald like gets down on the ground, starts rubbing his temples. <laughs> so I learned that maybe, although it's theoretically possible to get what I want through trickery and deception, maybe it shouldn't be my first instinct. Hmm. I'd call that very wise. Well, if it's good enough for a toy horse, it's good enough for me. And Oswald is going to mark down a hope about maybe trickery and deception should not be his first instinct. What about everyone else? I think Bjorn is sitting on the dock, kind of looking out over this, like, bay while everything is happening behind him. And he thinks back to... He was he was brave tonight. He, he did a brave thing. And he's never really considered himself to be, like, a brave person. And it felt good. And I think he comes to the realization that maybe helping others instead of being sad and feeling sorry for himself might help help him discover who he is and he nods and goes yeah yeah well he can't do that alone he actually needs to voice that to one of his companions is it okay if freya comes and sits next to him oh yeah absolutely she just cut the moon loose from a lasso which was pretty She's so fucking jazzed right now. Mm. She got to see the moon up close. It's where she wants to go someday. She got this close. So uh, you let let the moon go, huh? <sighs> yeah. I wanted to keep it a little bit longer, but they said it was for the best to let it go. Well, you'll get there someday. I'm sure. I hope so. We are strictly a catch and release community. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go away, Garfield. <laughs> Sorry. We're having a moment. Yeah, we are. We are having a moment, aren't we? You know, I'm not... I'm not usually very brave. And I, I know that. But I think in the last couple of years, it's just been easy to be, like, sad. And to be a little pathetic because you know I don't have to be brave when you're when you're just kind of sad when you're sad people expect you to not do the thing that's brave they expect you just to be you know I mean that happens to people but I was brave tonight and it felt good I never thought you were pathetic. Thanks, Freya. Yeah. And and for me, I I learned that I I can be brave too, but I can also depend on other people. Like I depend on you. You can be of course you you're what? And he like looks over at you and goes, Freya, you're like the bravest person I know. Not all the time. No. Nobody's brave all the time. But if you're brave eight times out of ten, I'd call that pretty brave. Do you think mom and dad would be proud of us? I know that I'm proud of us. And I think that's what matters. Freya nods and just kind of looks out over the water again as it continues to unfreeze. What did Freya learn? I just want to make sure that we um, got that in there. I think Freya is confirming with herself that she she is strong and, and it's okay to depend on others. Cool. Um, definitely mark that hope down. So we, we cut back over to Oswald and uh, Muster. So what's your angle? I don't know what you mean. No, I mean, I noticed because you told me that you have a specific and traumatic relationship with fire. And I feel like you might want to voice that. 
I suppose I... Or if you learned a lesson, I'll take a lesson. Well, Oswald, I think... I think I did learn something. I've been looking for the front this whole time. Knowing that that's where I'm supposed to be. Where I'll be the most useful. Where I'll be able to do things that are brave and that help other people. But... I think I realized tonight that there are other people who could use some help along the way. And they're not at the front. And maybe, if I'm in a place where there's people who need help, even if it's not the front, I should help them. How cavalrous of you. Well, of course. Well, of course. See, that's rhyming. What you did just there, that was a rhyme. Remember you were asking about rhyming and I think that was the Jimmy Stewart fish. Was it? Yes. Right. Harpoon and Moon. I, I do think if we review the tapes, if Harpoon and Moon are going to come up as rhyming words. It was a bizarre thing to call it alliteration, but for the front, for the back part of the <laughs> word. That's a weird thing to say. Because again, of the two, like... Structures, I feel like rhyming is more well-known and appreciated. I would agree. But I, I, think that's, I think that's what I've realized. That I do want to get to the front, Oswald, but that there are other battles being fought all the time. And if I can help someone, I should. Oswald nods. Um, and, you know, we, we've got the, the lake now kind of like completely unfrozen. People are emerging from the water. Justin McElroy like gets up, sees the, the chaos that has become of his grill, sighs, puts down his sunglasses, sets his barbecue up right again, and then turns up the boombox and cranks those tunes to restart the festivities. And I think everyone enjoys celebrating not just their birthday, but everyone's birthday. As we pull back from the warm glow of the different lanterns on these houseboats, back into the tangled branches and gnarls and knots of the deep wood, past the crunchy leaves that sit along the ring on the outside of the hollow towards the interior where we get to the mushy leaves, those touched by dark waters and full of rot and fungus, those that are intermixed with a matted fur of forgotten mascot costumes, reflecting in their eyes the warm glow of unbridled fire. And here we can see at the edge of a hole burrowed deep in the earth, a pit, a pit that moves down deep, deep beyond layers of dirt, beyond layers of rock, through to the flesh of a pumpkin. And we find ourselves at the core of the world, the fire at the core of, a, of the world, a fire that somehow burns in the icy cold grip of deep water. And there we find the essence of the fiend that watches this celebration through blurry bubbles, able to see through the glass eyes of discarded mascot suits, able to see through the flickers of flames, through the portals in deep water. I have a question for you. Yes. Is the lake or whatever body of water we're on right now actually one of the pumpkin's eyes? Yes. I think like as we can zoom out and we can see the shape of the world much better, we are just on a pumpkin that has flesh that uh, is overgrown with forest. And like there are many different faces carved into this pumpkin. 
and the moon and the planet are just two pumpkins that uh, rotate around one another. And I think that is what we know of our world for now. Thanks for playing, folks. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. This episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Into the Unknown by Hill. Chips and Stocks by Bobo Renfley. Hollow by Wicked Cinema. Russian Waltz by Federico Ferrandina. Moonlight by Louis Lotman. And Folkomania by Avocado Junkie. This episode was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. We're going to be off next week for American Thanksgiving. But don't worry, because we'll be back the week after that with Captain My Captain. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other amazing shows here on the One Shot Network. Like System Mastery. System Mastery is a delightful stroll through the history of role-playing games. Except the games are terrible and the hosts are real jerks about everything. Join hosts Jeff and John as they explore the weirdest games ever made to talk about what worked, what went wrong, and which Silverhawk was the best. It was Hot Wing. You can find their shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or through a link on the OneShot website. Finally. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. Heroes, I'd like to urge you to go out and call your representatives. Calling a representative is a great way to directly advocate for an issue. It's a way that many elected officials keep a temperature of what their constituents are looking for, and because not many people do it, an individual caller can make a huge difference. When I call my representatives, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There you can find a list of issue summaries from around the country, along with contact information for your reps and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your message across. Calling is quick, and it can make a vital difference. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. In the universe of Starwall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. 
Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Star Wall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No King system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Star Wall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.